Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Yeah, it might be the most expensive insurance policy, but the premium on that insurance is going to be great because this is a premium level talent. Somebody once famously, Key and Jay said, no sleep till Brooklyn. I don't Mm. think Nets fans were sleeping last night. They were giddy up all night long. The great triumvirate, the latest big three is upon us. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, and by the way, we are jam-packed with guests this morning. All join on the Goodyear hotline. Key? You know, I was was thinking, though, uh, Zubin, as we went through the whole process of Harden going to the Nets, yeah. they, they're cheating if Kyrie comes back. That's cheating, though. Cheating in what sense? Cheating, meaning yeah, meaning like when you, when you say they're cheating, that means like it's unfair. Oh, gotcha. Like it's unfair to have this type of talent assembled on one team. I mean, you Thank got you. two MVPs and a guy that, I mean, depending on what year, whatnot, if it's – if his, his head was screwed on straight and he was just playing basketball, Kyrie could be in MVP's conversations for many years as well. It's, just, it's cheating. It's unfair. If they get off the way that we envision them to. Hmm. Jay, this is your sport. You're our lead NBA guy. This is the lead story of the season to this point. Tell me what you think. I got a text, 1.13 a.m., And it was a quote, and the quote said, hate is a great burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the hated. Now, that's from a little birdie. Uh, That's the mentality, Key. This is the most polarizing team in NBA history. Think about it. On the same team, we got burner accounts, honey buns, (laughs) and the earth is flat on the same team. Okay? And here's the thing. Like, say hello to your new villain. This is the new villain of the NBA. Honey and buns. the reason why they're the new villain of the NBA is because people do not want this to be the formula for success. They do not want it. You bully your employer by any means necessary. Told you, though, Jay. By being unprofessional. I know we talked about it. <laughs> by being unprofessional, whatever it is, being overweight, and you find a way to get <laughs> rewarded. I love it. Get rewarded. Real talk, Key. We always give you real talk. Get rewarded to then get put on a championship team that if I bring you back to the offseason, the inception point is when these dudes were balling in L.A. together, Kyrie, KD, James, people were watching it like, damn, y'all, y'all just rolling? And that's when it happened. It's, like, it's, yo, we're going to make this happen. And they made it happen. No, but, but it's so funny because we were having these conversations. I kept telling you, I'm like, man – well, that dude going to shoot his way out of there. He going to come in. You're like, man, he's professional. He going to play basketball. I said, watch. You watch. That dude blew up. Yeah, like you said, honey buns, lemon pepper, wings. <laughs> All know, of that. Uh, Get the whole uh, buffet. Uh, uh, <laughs> Grown-up adult beverages, whatever the case may be. I don't want to be here. I'm turning down $100 million bucks. I don't care. This is not working. I want to go to a situation that fits for me and my family and in and it works in Brooklyn. This is where I want to be. And so in the end, they got it done. Now, Philadelphia was trying to get it done. And I think Brooklyn also knew that Philadelphia was going to try to get it. As, as, as much as we might think Houston didn't want to make that trade to Philly because of the relationship that Dora Morley may have left bad taste in their mouth, in the end, Brooklyn had more assets to give and the deal was cleaner than it would have been in Philadelphia. So 
They got their man in Brooklyn. Now all the pressure is going to be on the Nets to deliver. And I'll say this, Keith, just to be additive to what you just dropped. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets would have done this deal if Spencer Dinwiddie didn't tear his ACL. If Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, that young core gives you so much more depth off the bench with your bigs, with KD, with Kyrie, if Kyrie doesn't go through this whirlwind of a tornado that he's going through right now, I I think the Brooklyn Nets probably hold firm. But with Spencer Dinwiddie being out for an extended period of time with not knowing how many bodies you're going to be able to have with the way the pandemic is dropping and all the the um, you know COVID tracing that's happening right now that's occurring in the league, they needed to make this move. It kind of forced their hand. Plus, I don't know how Ben Simmons overall fits with John Wall and Boogie Cousins in Houston. Now them getting Victor Oladipo is a way better core for Houston moving forward. What, what, I, what I heard from my little birdies that's out in them streets is that James Harden was going to veto any other trade with any other team other than Philly or or Brooklyn. Um, you know, if they try to trade him somewhere else, he was just going to be like, I don't want to play. And you know how that goes. Nobody's going to trade for an asset that they – a player that they can't have and make them happy. Why would I, why would I give up all my assets for a guy that's going to not necessarily be disgruntled but not going to conform to what we're trying to do? Like if you trade – if you decided to trade him to OKC – He's not. He's like, man. I'm not. I'll stay home. Now, OKC is like, well. So you know, it's kind of. It fell perfect for him. Fell perfect and, for him. And now, Zubin, I'll tell you. Welcome to the new bad boys of the 21st century, right? Like, I'm not saying they're gonna play the same style. I was about to that say the bad boys I, played I was about to in say, Detroit. Though, Jay, we said the bad boys. I was about to say who on that team is rough. No, I, but, but <laughs> I'm just saying with how much we're going to talk about every single move, yes. how they're going to treat it, right? Yes. Like when you go through the scenario and having direct conversations with multiple people on this team, when you say, hey, what's going on with Kyrie? And the mentality that you receive back from people is, it is what it is, blanket. Like that's how they're going to ride out, Zubin. There's that's how they're going to, they don't give a damn what anybody says. Go ahead, say it, Jay. You could have said it. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Would anybody? No, oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I bring it back. Keith, stop hyping me up. Stop hyping me up, Keith. I'm sorry. Take it back. All no. I'm saying, sorry, I apologize. We get animated. It's Keith. dump. Don't worry. All right, dump it. All I'm saying is that it's really, this turns into, to me, right, the way people are going to make it sound. And listen to this, Keith. This is going to be like Yoda and Luke Skywalker out west, right? <laughs> Where people, I mean, think about AD force his way out of, New Orleans, and then people didn't like it. Not saying he did it to the same degree that James Harden did it. No, we loved it out west. Right, but then you loved it because then he turned into a world champion. This turns into that, like a series of Star Wars versus like the Emperor, Darth Vader, and the Sith Lord. It, 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 just because of the way, the, because of how polarizing it is. You know what I mean? Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Got to remember, Key thinks Star Wars and Star Trek are the same thing. So yes. you have to just slow yeah, yeah, it down. Come on. <laughs> remember, for many years, instead of Dark, I called him Dark Darth Vader, Vader instead Darth. of Darth. Darth. Well, Darth Vader. It was actually true, right? He was dressed in black. I from didn't head to know. Toe, I so thought he was dressed in black. He was dark. There you go. Am but, I going to get fired for... No, 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 stop. No, no. Be quiet. Okay. What? I, what? You're I'm, bringing I'm, it back up. I know, because I'm getting worried now. Oh, I'm getting worried. Uh, last email couple. from Pete McCombo. Here it comes. I know it. No worries. No worries. Just last couple things. So, obviously, the fellows have weighed in really strongly. Jay, very strongly, what he thinks about the deal. Key, very strongly, what he thinks about the deal. 
But what about maybe the most important person of all here? They mortgaged everything to get Kevin Durant. Now they mortgage everything to get James Harden. They played together in OKC. They are now reunited in Brooklyn. Kevin, please watch your mouth. But what do you think about the deal? <laughs> Potty mouth. <laughs> what, Kevin? So this is where we hit play and hear from Kevin Durant. Losing teammates and, and Karis and Jarrett and Torian, but also welcoming in, you know, a teammate in James Harden. Uh, I heard that's not even finalized yet, so I'll talk about it another time. Looking past, looking into the past, what was it like to play with James? What do you remember about him as a teammate? Because you have played together. It was fun. All right, I'm going to salvage the segment here. Uh, and oh, by- <laughs> we're fine. I'm kidding, we're I'm good. kidding. Here's the question. Okay, so we do this real quick, and I know we have to go, and we're going to talk about Kyrie here in just a moment, what it means for him, because that's almost as interesting. As soon as a trade happens, right now in regular media and social media, key stop me if you've heard this before, I'm not on social media, they do something called grade the trade, which is ridiculous because nobody's actually scored a point for their new team, but everybody calls it grade the trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our guy does a great job. His name is Kevin Pelton. He's on ESPN.com. You can see story right now on ESPN plus he gave the Nets in this deal and I love Kev he gave him a solid D crazy the Nets get an A they wanted James Harden they needed James Harden by any means necessary they got James Harden that's the, the way the Nets got a D in this trade he gave the Rockets an A minus four first round picks pick swaps, all that stuff. A D? he gave them a solid D I think it is an A because it's brass tacks they needed Harden they, they wanted got, Harden and they got ta- Harden what is he talking about? Uh, he, uh, well, we got to go to break uh, here. Okay. We're up against the clock. So, all That's right. our tease. We'll talk about that coming up soon. No doubt, but you can check that article out on ESPN+. Plus. I just think if you have the opportunity to get this player, you need him, you got him by any means necessary. On the way, as we mentioned, we kind of know what it means for KD as he waits for the trade to become official that's already official. But what does it mean for Kyrie Irving when, or, I mean, we got to say it, if, he returns. Yeah, Jay. How oh, about I was that? like, don't say it, Zubin. Don't say it. <laughs> Wait, if there's one person that shouldn't be saying something during this block, it's you, not me, my man. All right. <laughs> That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Brooklyn Nets are acquiring Houston's James Harden in a blockbuster deal. 
They were just determined to get this deal done. This is a Brooklyn organization that is all in right now. I see this being, first of all, insanely volatile. This will not be without its challenges. As far as I'm concerned, it's finals or bust. I love the trade because it makes it easier for me to hate the Nets even more. (laughs) As Jay said, Mm -hmm. they've become Mm -hmm. the villain, the black hat, Mm -hmm. the white hat. Clearly, Mm -hmm. in this duel of Cowboys, you know who's wearing the black hat right now. KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. The latter two back together again now in Brooklyn. It's going to be fun, man. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch and see. And I understand how they could be the villains, and I can understand how people, you know, it, it, it's polarizing when athletes get their way. Mm-hmm. People don't like that, right? You make all this money, you should just be quiet and be happy. But when you're not happy and you want to go and try and be happy by playing and winning, it rubs people the wrong way. It, it, it has always been like that. And we're asking this morning on our Twitter feed, which Nets player has the most pressure on him? KD, Kyrie, or Harden? KJ and Z on Twitter. Or hit us up, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Again, of course, Kyrie's got a championship. KD's got multiple championships. And James Harden, he's got more money than he could spend. He turned down a chance to be a $50 million a year player. You can just tell right now in his early 30s, prime of his career, the one thing that he doesn't have is Jay likes to say is the chip that Kyrie and KD do. So they're now together again. And the question still remains, which one of them has the most pressure? We'd love to hear from you. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And this goes right to the heart of Kyrie Irving. Stephen A. Smith's going to join us here in just a couple of hours. The NBA's best insider, Woj, who broke the story, will join us in one hour. We are wall-to-wall NBA hardened this morning. I thought I was the NBA best insider based on yesterday, <laughs> breaking news on yes. NFL Live. What I mean, You have said since day one. I, 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 bro- I broke the story on NFL Live. You no, did. I'm just kidding. But you have always said since day one, if someone's not happy, you got to move them. And obviously that was proven true yesterday, but you've said that since the jump. Stephen A. Smith, which some harsh words for Kyrie Irving. If you want to have your hand in many things off the court, great, more power to you. But maybe it's time to put all of your energies into that by doing this. I think Kyrie Irving should retire. I think he should announce his retirement today. Clearly, you don't want to play basketball bad enough. Kyrie Irving has not prioritized basketball. I'm not saying he doesn't want to play all all, all together. I'm saying he hasn't prioritized it. And how fair is that to the Brooklyn Nets? How fair is that to Sean Marks? How fair is that to Steve Nash, a coach that he endorsed bringing on board, a coach that he wanted, a coach that he fully supported? How fair is that to his brother, Kevin Durant? Go ahead and retire until you know that you're committed to playing. You know, tongue planted firmly uh. in cheek. He loves when I say that. Uh, oh, God. Couldn't go through a show without you saying I, I was, Jay, I was just play. about to say <laughs> that I was going to say, Zubin, can you go through a show? I was just about to say that. Plant it firmly. Sports, uh, sports anchors are always known for their cliches that I'm delivering here. Probably one too many. But uh, just to that note, Kyrie did say we don't need a coach, so I'm not exactly sure Steve Nash is the coach. Again, Stephen A is going to join us just after 8 a.m. Eastern, and in less than one hour, Woj is going to be here, who broke the story all right so jay what is the residual effect here for Kyrie? Kyrie should not retire <laughs> I, I like i i love Stephen a man i love him he should not retire um i i, I do agree with Stephen a though that the Kyrie has not decided to prioritize basketball because i think Kyrie is prioritizing some issues that are happening within our country my issue goes back to how he communicates how he communicates what that priority is 
and how you work in alignment in conjunction with your team, with your owner and your GM about how you want to fix that problem ultimately. I, I think that's where there is a lot of white space that has been challenging for Kyrie to communicate that. If there's anything that should grab Kyrie Irving's attention, it is this trade. Th this trio is better than the trio that I saw when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, and that's with Klay Thompson, and that's with Stephen Curry. Wow. It's better than the trio that I saw with LeBron James and D. Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. Hmm. People are going to ask questions about how do you make it work. Here's how you make it work. Kyrie Irving, move off the ball. James Harden, you are on the ball. James Harden averaged around 10 assists per game. If you watched the game last night against the Knicks, Kevin Durant doesn't need the ball in his hands. Not, he's kind of like Klay Thompson, not defensively like Klay, but playing off the ball a little bit to a degree. You can use him as a center. You can use him as a small forward. He can be involved in PNRs, pick and rolls for people out there. And also, he, he can turn face score over anybody. There are going to be questions that you can have about this team defensively, but you can go out and find the right defensive pieces. You find another big before the trade deadline or around the trade deadline. This team has all the pieces because they can outscore anybody. Prolifically, who's going to stop this team offensively? You can't tell me the Bucks are. You can't tell me Philadelphia is. You can't tell me Boston is. They, they are the most gifted team on paper in the NBA. I think they, they are a gifted team on paper in the NBA, and you, you said that they're more talented, the three, or a better three than the Miami Heat, LeBron James's, or the Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. Maybe, right? We Depending know. upon system, Key. I mean, system is another question. What system they play in is another question. But talent-wise, they are the best. I think they might be the best assembled in the history of the league. Here's, here's what I would say, and you know more about basketball than, than I do. But what I would say is, individually, we've seen them collectively. I mean, individually, we've seen them collectively as a group. We haven't seen them, right? We don't know if they and we we assume they're going to be able to mesh together because they played pick up ball together and they kind of you know they're professionals they pros they know what it is they know their roles but it's always a what if right i mean when you start to talk about assembling talent together it takes a minute whether you are lebron and bosh and wade Yes, they went to the finals in their first year. They did not win. Whether you are LeBron James and, and AD out in L.A., it took a minute to get going. Once they got going, they got the rolling. Early on at the Lakers, LeBron's first year, he got hurt. You factor that in, that team was really nothing. But then when you look at Golden State, KD joined a team that had already won championships, so they had he had to kind of fit into what they were doing. Now you got James Harden coming over from Houston, and – you don't, you know, first of all, he's got to get into shape. So chicken wings and honey buns have got to be pushed aside for a little bit. And once he gets into basketball shape, which I'm assuming is going to be at least a, a, a six-week type uh, situation before he starts to melt off some of the chunkiness that, that he has on his body. Uh, you know, he needs to get his basketball, you know, condition up. He knows it. I know it. You know it. I'm not saying anything disrespectful to him. Um, but I think he can cook and he can do some things. But when you start to dribble, 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 you say Kyrie off the ball, James Harden on the ball, but now all of a sudden dribble, 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 and I'm now giving it to you with five seconds to go, four seconds to go. Do we run into a Westbrook, Chris Paul type situation? No. 
And I, I mean, I'm asking you, Jay, because you play basketball. Are we going to run into that dribble, dribble, dribble? Here you go with four seconds left on the clock. Westbrook can't shoot. CP3, CP3 was a scorer. I mean, he's a, become a better shooter, but not the way that Kyrie and KD can shoot from a floor spacing perspective. And I, I, I look, the question that Zubin asked us on our, our Twitter poll, who's the most pressure on? Uh, it, out of the players, it was James Harden, but don't get it twisted. The most pressure will be on this coaching staff, mm. will be on first-year head coach Steve Nash. Now, Steve Nash spent time working with the Golden State Warriors underneath Steve Kerr. He's seen that continuity system that they had in place with Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and KD. You combine that with Mike D'Antoni for a chance for him on a huge redemption tour this year because he implemented that style that they play with James Harden. You have to find a way to combine these styles to make that offensive system conducive for the talent you have on the floor. It's going to be fascinating. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The easy solution for the weight, obviously. Key, you've got the vegan family. You live in Brooklyn. Harden's going to live in Brooklyn. Just invite James over. Have some nice, healthy meals at the Johnson household. That weight will come right off. She don't want him around me. I have some that. That, have, give, it, give him some of that halibut that you feed your dog. Hey, Jay, she ain't going to want him around me. We might, you know, we might yeah, uh, get ourselves oh no. into it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop. Stop. Who could have thought we'd be more in trouble in the second segment than the first? But here we are. On the way, the general manager is embattled, but he stays. And he's told his embattled quarterback, bro, you got a lot of ground to make up. I'd be sitting here lying to you if I told you it didn't hurt. That hurt. I think I could definitely see myself back here next year. And it feels like we have unfinished business. Wherever there's a weakness, we make it a strength. Today wasn't good enough. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update, and it's a certainly a good morning if you are a Brooklyn Nets fan. Blockbuster NBA deal. The Rockets involved in a four-team deal that obviously sends Harden to the Nets. So it's four teams, four First-round draft picks in total for the Rockets. Four pick swaps and Victor Oladipo. Wow! Houston gets a haul in return. We'll grade the trade at the top of the hour. Bill O'Brien is finalizing a deal to become 
the Alabama offensive coordinator taking over for Steve Sarkeesian, who's off to Texas. And while he may have been criticized for his work in the NFL, despite four division titles in five years, you can not take away the fact that he was the architect of one of the biggest reclamation projects in all of college football, rebuilding Penn State after their terrible scandal. And now he is back in the college game. And it looks like Aaron Donald is on track to play Saturday against the Packers in the divisional round. This is actually a huge injury that we haven't spent a lot of time and a lot of people haven't spent a lot of time talking about. But he has some rib cartilage issues. I think most people believe he is by far the best defensive player in the NFL. Now we just have to wait to see what they want to do on offense with Jared Goff and John Wolford. Oh, that pesky quarterback situation. Let's figure out what we're going to do before we see Aaron Rodgers in Sports Center. is brought to you by Nature Valley, part crunchy, part creamy, a bit sweet. And a bit salty, Nature Valley sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100% delicious Nature Valley. We are better outside. Look, I've never been a big fan of this naggy guy. And quite honestly, it's because of the way he handled the uh, Trubisky thing. Mm-hmm. He put everything on him. I mean, he's the guy they blame everything on. To get to where we want to go, you know, we definitely need more of that out of that position. You know, we, we know, know that. that. They have right now... No quarterback of the present, no quarterback of the future. This team is the definition of what we like to call football hell. That took a very dark turn there at the end, but uh, I think it's probably fair to say that that's true. Sid Luckman ain't walking through that door anytime soon. So the Bears are looking for that quarterback. Most people believe the one they have right now isn't the long-term solution, but it might be the right-now solution, if that means anything. Olin Krutz from NBC Sports Chicago, and most notably a former Bears center, a six-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro, and one of those guys that just typify Chicago football. One of, Tough, my fav- right? one of my favorite centers I've ever watched play. <laughs> there you go. Key's dapping up Olin Krutz. And uh, Olin Key's going to ask you a couple questions here in a minute, but I want to ask mm-hmm. you a question based upon these comments from Ryan Pace, who we found out just a couple of days ago, will return as the Bears' GM. He's embattled, and he's telling his embattled quarterback, kid, you're on notice. To get to where we want to go, yeah, man. You know, we definitely need more of that out of that position. You know, we, we know that. And, you know, what does that entail? That's what this whole offseason is about. And I think when you go into, you know, selecting the, a quarterback or, or acquiring a quarterback in, in any way we do it or whatever we do with that position and everything's on the table. Okay, Olin. So what do you make of those comments mm-hmm. from Pace about Trubisky? Yeah, you know, first of all, good morning, guys. Keyshawn, man, good talk to you. Yes, Jay sir. Will, what's up? Well, how um, are you doing, brother? Look, uh, I'm good, man. Look, they, they just – this has been going on for a while now, right? And, and Coach Nagy's been saying that he needs a guy who knows the offense, who can process information from the pocket uh, the way he wants to run his office, like the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys watch Andy Reid and Mahomes. The problem is there's only one Mahomes, right? And if you take a good look at this scheme, guys, and you take a look at the quarterbacks who've played in it, uh, that's not Mitch Trubisky, right? Donovan McNabb. Uh, Michael Vick, Alex Smith, and now Mahomes. Those are four high-level quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky was drafted in 2017 by Dow Loggins and Dave Ragone to pretty much run what you guys see out there in San Francisco, the Kyle Shanahan scheme, maybe the Tennessee Titans, right? Outside zone, boot. Uh, don't read a lot from the pocket. Uh, as Keyshawn knows, just give him a high-low read, a levels read, so he doesn't have to read the field on every play. Uh, they've asked him to do that. Sometimes they change the offense for him. 
Uh, but Coach Nagy always creeps his way back uh, to what, the, what Andy Reid likes to do and what he likes to do, and that's have the quarterback, even in, in the run game, guys, process information on zone read and RPOs. And look, Mitch Trubisky just can't do that. But I got some bad news for the Chicago Bears. There's only about five guys in the whole NFL who could do the things they want them to do. And the Bears just don't have enough talent on offense. And it progressively got worse on offense since Coach Nagy's arrived. So I know they're looking for another quarterback. But as you guys know, they just don't make these guys out there. Olin, with everything that you just said, why is Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace still on the job? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. That's something we wondered about yesterday when they came out, and we're hoping to hear from the ownership, guys like George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, hear from them what, how they came to that conclusion, right? How did you come to the fact that we're going to keep Coach Nagy, we're going to keep Ryan Pace, and I, I figured it would be something like we asked them all the questions that needed to be asked. Why is the offense getting worse? Why is the defense progressively getting worse and giving up more points and not creating turnovers since Fangio went to Denver? Uh, we didn't hear any of that. All we heard was we have a great culture. Look, uh, he, he, he claimed he had a great culture. They had two guys punch the same guy in the face for the New Orleans Saints <laughs> this year, right? Um, Mitch Trubisky asked them, uh, said after the last game, we have a culture problem. Uh, Tony Dungy, when they played Green Bay in week 12, said that the defense wasn't giving enough effort. That's a culture problem. So they, then they said, well, we collaborate well. So I guess up there at Hallis Hall, what they're worried about is um, them all getting along. Um, what I would say them all, I mean the owners, the coach, and the GM, I guess they get along and they feel good about that. And they think that's what's going to turn around uh, their franchise, which – uh, it's hard to see them right now. As you guys heard uh, coming in, whoever was at, uh, giving quotes, they're right. Like Right now, the Bears, if you take a look at their roster, you don't see how they get better next year. You don't see where they go. With the 20th pick of the draft, how do you improve your team? Olin Krumps, uh joining us here on the morning show, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Let me ask you this. So if Mr. Trubisky is retained for whatever reason and they bring him back, what will Matt Nagy and the coaching staff need to do to get him better? Yeah, you know, so last year they fired three coaches and they fired their offensive line coach, their tight end coach, and Heffert, who was their offensive coordinator. And you thought that, okay, maybe they'll go with Matt, with Coach Nagy, change the scheme uh, to benefit Mitch Trubisky. And then they hired uh, DiFilippo from the Jaguars, who was in Philadelphia. Uh, with Peterson, right, and they they hired um, Juan Castile, another Andy Reid guy, and they hired Clancy Barone as a tight end coach, and they all they did was double down on the scheme that Mitch Trubisky struggles with. If they want Mitch Trubisky to improve and play better football, like like we just talked about, they have to go to this outside zone boot scheme, which a lot of people are having success with, which is the scheme Mitch Trubisky was drafted for by Dow Loggins, and they have to hire a guy out of that tree. Uh, Matt LaFleur, right? All these guys are from that tree. Kyle Shanahan, uh, they, Gary Kubiak hired all of them in Houston, right? They all went to Washington, McVay, uh, all these guys, uh, Smith out in Tennessee. All these guys are playing the same scheme that's kind of resurrecting quarterbacks' careers. Think about Tannehill, and it's just it's easier for them. Uh, they don't have to process information all the time in the pocket. Uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these kind of guys don't grow on trees, and there's just not a lot of them. Uh, Mahomes, they got for this for this scheme that the Bears want to run, 
And, and like, never mind the fact that they don't have a very good offensive line. Uh, besides Allen Robinson, they don't have a lot of talent at receiver. Uh, they don't have, you know, their their number two running back this year, guys, was Cordero Patterson, the all-pro kick returner, and they suit him up every week as a number two running back. And then they go and get Jimmy Graham from the Green Bay Packers as their tight end, and they look you in the face and tell you they want to run the ball. Oh, can, can, is it feasible? Is it possible to get a guy like Deshaun Watson? Because I feel like if you were able to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, Super Bowl aspirations are right there. <laughs> yeah. Jay Will, if, you, if, you're the, if you're the owner at the Houston Texans and a new GM walks in your office and you're, you're running the place and he says, I'm going to trade Deshaun Watson, what do you tell him? I tell him, go out that door, come back when you have a different idea so I'd have to fire you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trading. If I have Deshaun Watson, I am not trading him. I mean, uh, people will give up their whole franchise for a guy like that. Everybody's looking for a quarterback like Watson. I'd be shocked if it was possible. If, if they give you the opportunity, you make an offer, right? You make an offer for a guy like Deshaun Watson. That changes your whole franchise. And look, uh, you know, I know like you guys know, uh, if they would have just drafted him in 2017, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation, which is another reason why oh. if you look at the history of the quarterbacks that Ryan Pace has brought in, the fact that the Bears have not drafted a young quarterback and or developed one uh, since Ryan Pace has been here besides Mitch Trubisky. And if you guys look at their coaching staff, guys, they have like six quarterback coaches in the building, yet they insist on keeping Tyler Bray as their third-string quarterback. They don't have a young guy to develop, and that's why they're stuck here with no quarterbacks. Yeah, I would just say that yesterday on the show, we had a guy named John McClain on. He's been writing in Houston for decades. He's as plugged into that city as you are to Chicago, and he told us, Olin, to concur exactly with what you said. Absolutely ain't no way in the world the Texans are trading to Sean Watson. <laughs> but to Jay's point, if you're a fan out there and you need a quarterback for your team, it is something you definitely want to think about, even if it might be shot down within seconds. It was great to get your perspective. Key was looking forward to having you on all morning long because of the way you typified Chicago football, and you brought it, my man. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, much respect, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Olin. Thanks, Olin. Great to have him here. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented he by... He was really good. He was good good man. player, mm. good on the air with us. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Back to the big story of the morning. The Nets will now feature James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving if and when he returns. You have three MVP-level players together. But also three of the more interesting personalities. Interesting might be the best adjective to use because it is going to be quite an interesting ride. If you're James Harden reunited with Kevin Durant, who just joined the team, what's going on with Kyrie Irving? How will Steve Nash, the two-time MVP himself as a player, handle all of this? Making sure he's got Mike D'Antoni to rely on where Nash was so great with Dan Tony and Nash was so great leading Durant in Golden State when he was a consultant there, as Jay said, it just all comes together. There's so much to dig into hours after the trade, and oh, by the way, hours after the Nets beat the Knicks, so the first salvo in the Battle of New York on the floor goes to the Nets, and we'll see how different this rivalry looks when those three take the floor against the Knickerbockers the next time. Let's welcome in Frank Isola. He's a studio host on the Yes 
Network, which is the regional broadcast network that televises all the Nets games. For years, he covered the New York Knicks. And, of course, you see him on ESPN's Around the Horn. I'm not going to reality you here, uh, Frank. I'm not going to mute you because we actually do want to hear what you have to say. From all of your NBA reporting and all the contacts that you have made, what are people around the league and yourself saying about this trade? Well, first of all, how are you guys doing? Good morning. Good to see you guys. What's up, Frank? Uh, it's uh, good, good. You guys are the best. Um, it's, it, I, mean, I look at it this way, and I think a lot of people look at it this way. When you have a guy like Kevin Durant, you, know, you have to go for it. And Kevin Durant, by the way, for all the time that he missed, it was 560 days between games. He's been outstanding. I mean, the guy is such a good player. He makes everyone else around him better. And I think the two big things that happened to the Nets this year, or this season already, yet Spencer Dinwiddie go down, and he was going to be a big part of the team. And then you have the situation with Kyrie Irving. So I think that Nets kind of feel like they owe it to Kevin Durant. We have to go for it. We have to bring in another player. Now, Jared Allen is a terrific role player. Kara Savert, terrific role player. Both guys play hard. They're low maintenance. They're unselfish. They're, they're terrific players for the Nets. I thought they were their second and third best players thus far, right behind Kevin Durant. So I think it's a move that in a lot of ways the Nets had to make. Just because when you have Kevin Durant on your team, you know what your window is, you have to go for it. Frank, Frank, how difficult is it going to be to manage all these strong personalities for Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni? I, I think from the standpoint of Kevin Durant, it's going to be easy. You could tell that Steve and Kevin uh, Durant have been on a – they're on the same page, and Durant is completely buying in – you know, he's been great on the court in his like little uh, sessions with the media. His attitude is great. You can see it on the court the way that he's with his teammates. And I think Harden, you know, the one thing about James Harden, and I, I don't like the way that he handled himself the past month with the Houston Rockets, but he didn't want to be there. And let's face it, in the end, he got his way. The one thing about James, he's out of shape. The dude likes to play. You know, so he, he, he plays a lot. He's very productive. To me, the big question mark is going to be Kyrie. No one's de- debating Kyrie's talent, especially on the offensive end. The last game that Kyrie played was last Wednesday against Utah. He had 18 points in the first quarter. He outscored Utah by himself. It was the best game that he's played as a net. Now, he hasn't played that many games over these two seasons, but my thing would be, uh, you guys maybe can answer it, if and when he does come back, is he all in? Or is something else going to happen where he just takes off again? That, to me, is the big question mark. If Kevin Durant is healthy, he's playing. Last night he played the second night of a back-to-back. James Harden plays all the time. To me, the question mark is going to be Kyrie. I I don't think Nash will have an issue. He definitely is not going to have an issue with Durant. I don't think he'll have one with James Harden. I think those guys will be all in. And I think when Kyrie does play, he's all in. My my issue is I don't know what the situation is with him. And when he does come back, and if if he does come back, is he going to stick around for a while? Yeah, I was going to say, Frank, I I think it's because of everything that happened at the U.S. Capitol. Once again, I'm not condoning the way he went about doing it from a communication perspective. Uh, If he communicated that, I think it would be a different scenario. But look, for Kyrie, it is what it is. There's no doubt this team, they're now the new villains of the NBA. Uh, The way James Harden forced himself out of Houston. You know, we saw AD do this a couple of years ago, and now he's a world champion. Can that... Can his whole image be saved if this team wins a championship, or is it forever cemented the way he did it in Houston? Oh, I definitely think it could be saved, even if you go back to what happened with Kawhi Leonard. You know, when Kawhi had that year where he only played the nine games at the San Antonio Spurs, he wasn't even traveling with the team to their playoff games. And you were thinking, man, the San Antonio Spurs have a player like this that's not really 
into the program. You know, Kawhi didn't even want to be traded to Toronto, but he went there. He won a championship. So it worked out for him. Same thing with Anthony Davis. The way he handled this last year in New Orleans where he wasn't playing anymore. But guess what? In a short amount of time, he went, joined up with LeBron, won a championship, got a huge contract. I think the perception of Anthony Davis is a lot different. I think it would happen to James Harden. I, I have a soft spot for James Harden. I just think the guy, I, the problem is he has a lot of soft spots right now. So he's a terrific player. The guy can score, man. And look at the games played. The guy goes out. You know, he's old school. It's almost like he's a throwback, 80s and 90s. He goes out. He's a young single guy. He likes to hang out. But when it comes time to throw the ball up, the guy plays. And I, I think, to your point, I do think the Nets are kind of a, a team that people are going to look like as the villain. And maybe that'll be good for them. But I do think if they win, I do think it'll change a lot about James Harden. Frank Isola, Nets Yes Network studio host and around the horn panelist, is joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Frank, let me ask you this. The, the power that the NBA players are having now at communicating to their organizations, essentially, I want out, what is that saying about the shift in the NBA power structure? Well, I, I do think, you know, player empowerment is here to stay. My only issue with player empowerment would be if you're a player, it's great because you have power, but you don't really have to be held accountable and the fallout isn't that bad. And I think a perfect example would be, look what happened to the Clippers. You know, Kawhi went there. He wanted Paul George on the team and the Clippers moved heaven and earth to make sure that they could bring in Paul George. They did not have a good run in the bubble. There's a lot of reasons why they didn't. Paul George did not have a good run in the playoffs. He famously hit the side of the backboard in that game against the Denver Nuggets. And when the whole thing fell apart, it was Doc Rivers who suffered the consequences, not really Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now, Paul George is playing really well this year. To his credit, I think he realized he had a a terrible go in the bubble, and he's really turned things around after he got that big contract. So I think it's something that a lot of fans – don't like but again you know with the examples that you know you guys were citing if you look at Kawhi and you look at Anthony Davis nobody really likes the way they kind of handle that and you kind of like shake your head and say man this isn't a great look but can you argue that it that it didn't work out I mean come on they both won championships they both ended up getting the huge contracts they're both playing where they want to play you, you just wish there's another way it could work out let me ask you this if James Harden had showed up for camp uh, showed up for training camp in shape and was playing lights out and was asking the Houston Rockets to trade him, they'd be thinking, why should we trade you? You're one of the best players in the league. It's almost like he had to kind of throw this little temper tantrum to get, to get himself traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Smart, mm. smart by him, I would say. Let me ask you this, Frank. You've covered New York Knicks basketball, um, you know, and, and obviously similar L.A. I'm an L.A. guy. I've been there my entire life. Uh, Lakers town. This is now – a new, this is a New York Knicks town. How can the Nets shift it outside of, I guess, winning a championship or two? Yeah, it's going to be. By the way, Keyshawn, you're you're a New Yorker now. You played I'm in New not York. Not a New Yorker. I am here. an Come LA on, man. Guy. You got you got an edge. You got an edge like a New Yorker. You ain't. You're not from California. I mean, you might be from California, but technically, you're a New Yorker. It's. I. I it's weird about the Knicks, and Jay would would know this as well. And so would Zubin. It's almost like the Nets are more of a national team than they are a New York team. I think, you know, the Knicks have such this hardcore uh, fan base, and all it took was for the Knicks to win a few games, and Knicks fans are going crazy. You know, the Knicks need a lot more talent. They, they just don't have it. I don't – I've always felt like for the Nets, 
it's not really about taking over New York. Just try to go out and win a championship. And that's the only way you'll, you'll be able to get a, a bigger fan base. And over the years, you know, it takes kind of generations. I think the fact that they're in Brooklyn certainly helps. So taking over the Knicks is not going to happen for a while. But I would be more concerned about taking over the NBA if I were the Nets. I think that's kind of what they're doing right now because they have an unbelievable player in Kevin Durant. James Harden is an outstanding player once he gets himself in shape. And if Kyrie Irving returns, you got, you know, not many players, not many teams in the NBA have three players like that. Mm. Yeah, I think the answer right now to that question is zero. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. And we'd tell Frank on the way out the door, only seems apropos the Nets next game is against the Magic. And with these three guys now in the fold, the Nets are expecting some magical things. Frank, thanks for joining us. Have a great show. I know you're on the air at the top of the hour on Sirius XM Radio. Thanks, Frank. Thanks a Take lot. care, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, Thank man, you, the sir. The Clippers ain't going to never, ever, 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 ever be important in L.A. It's just not going to happen. And the corollary 3,000 miles in this direction. People are saying that about the Nets. But with this amount of star power, they mm. might be making a run. On the way, who gave the Nets a D grade for picking up an A-list player? 